Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hello, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. Your girl's a little bishnuggled today. Um, bishnuggled, that's another Rileyism. Um, I'm just out of sorts. It's been like weird this week. There's just so much crap going on in the W household, or i.e. like, you know, my last name, Weeder by marriage. But welcome to Really Riley, my little corner of the world where we talk about all things fashion, fitness, mom, uh, relationships, and just basically all the weird shit happening in my life. Um, it is an Ask Riley Day, and I'm super excited because you guys came up with some great questions. But before I get to that, I want to talk to you about a little something, something that happened to me this week that I was like, is this really what, like, what the fuck? Okay. So I get unemployment assistance because, you know, got fired from a six-figure job, got to work it out and feed my family. So this week, as part of that, I have to go to like a workshop that's mandatory for everybody that gets the assistance to, you know, I guess learn and workshop and, you know, make sure you're trying to get another job, which I am, but it's a different world than most of the people in there because of the fact that radio isn't just, you know, a black and white cut and dry interviewing process. It's a lot of who you know and where you can network. And, you know, obviously the job that I had was one in a, I don't even know how many. Um, I wasn't really all that, excited to go to this because I don't really love seminars except for boot camp, as you guys know, because you guys have heard the podcast a couple down. If you haven't, go listen to it. Um, but I was never one that wanted a nine to five because I had a dream and I still have that dream, but this to me felt very nine to five. And I'm not saying that that's, there's anything at all wrong with it, you know, but walking in there, I was like, Oh God, like, is this going to be the the avenue that I'm going to have to go eventually? And I'm like, get, get, blah, blah, blah. get that out of your head. Get it out of your head. What are you talking about? Like your the universe hears you knock it off. So I walk in and I very much so make it a point to be very gracious. I mean, I try to do that anyway in any situation. I'm nice until I'm not. Um, but especially with these situations, because a lot of times other people don't want to be there either. And these people that are working these, uh, you know, that this is their job to put on these like little workshops and things like that and work with people that are angry and sad and looking for a job and don't have money and whatever, they're probably nasty sometimes. So I don't want to be that. Well, I walk in and I was like, hi, how are you? And she's like, good, how are you? And I was like, well, and she goes, don't want to be here. I was like, oh, didn't know. Uh, okay. So I sign in and I look. And so I know this was going to be from like 9 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. So a very long day and also one that I am paying somebody to watch my children for while my husband's at work. Again, not a unique situation. I am not special. It, every, I'm, the many people before me, after me have had to do this. So quit crying, Riley, you know, but 
I didn't want to go in there and have people treat me like shit. Because a lot of times there are the people that do end up just like by proxy treating you like shit because people treat them like shit on a regular basis in this situation. So I was just like, okay, no, I'm okay to be here. I was like, oh shoot, I forgot my drink in the car. Like I need to have water, hydration, you know, whatever. And I was like, oh, can I go run and get it? She looks at her clock or looks at her watch, looks at me. She goes, you have a few minutes. Just hurry up. I was like, what the fuck? Okay. Now you done turn my attitude a little bit. Cause first of all, um, as long as the, the, the bell hasn't rung, which it's not going to ring, but whatever, you know, chill sweets. I didn't say that. I said it in my head, but I go get my drink and I come back. It was literally two minutes. And they said on the thing, like you have 15 minutes before you have to reschedule. So by that note, I would have still had like 13 minutes before she can bitch at me, whatever. So I go in there and she's like, just be quiet with the door. I was like, oh my God, calm down. There was six or seven people in there and I walk in. I sit down and I go to write Riley on the little like table tent for your name. And I was like, nope, that's not me in this situation. So I turn around and I write my given name, Raquel Weeder, which I don't know, it messes with me to do that now lately for some reason. Not that I don't love my name. It's just, you know, in professional settings, that's usually what I am. Um, but in the legal system and the way that they had me in their, in their like little books or whatever to make, check me in and get me credit for this whole thing. I'm not that. So I look down and I see this piece of paper that one of the, I don't know, teachers or instructors there, he's the person for Indeed, the like resume job search service, has written down everybody in the room's profession and then possible job opportunities for them around the county that I live in, (laughs) except for radio talent. Next to that one, there was nothing. I'm like, oh my God, okay. Keep, keep, keep your head up, girl. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. I mean, obviously I was not poor pouring me because there was people in there way smarter than me and with way more money than me. There was a scientist in there. There was a senior VP of blah, 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 blah. Like there are people that have been in their fields for 20 years, just like me. So I was like, okay, I am not alone. I am not going to wallow in this. I'm going to see what I can get from this, you know, because every situation is a learning experience. Um, the learning experience that I got kind of made me sick because I'm sitting there throughout the seminar and there's, there was two different women that said that they had like 20 years in their fields. And the lady running the class says, you know, maybe you don't put, and these are women, maybe you don't put 20 years on your resume. Maybe you just put 12 because, you know, then if you do put that, it makes you seem older. I'm going, what in the actual fuck did I just hear? What? Like, not, okay, if you have too much experience, people could be afraid that they have to pay you too much or they could be afraid that you're ready to get out of the industry and they need somebody that's going to be in it for a long time. Just something like that. But the fact that this woman was sitting in front of these other women and me as well, like, these other women were, they both said that they were 60 years old, so they were quite a bit older than me, but what the hell? I was like in my head going, no, I'm not going to dumb down my resume for you. I was just so irritated after that. And after that, I was like, I, oh my, I, I don't even know what to say for that. It was just such an old school way of thinking. And I'm sure that some of the things that she was saying were true. And obviously you do what you gotta to get a job. Shit. My first job in radio, Kane, my amazing mentor 
kind of fibbed that I knew more than I did, you know? And I'm so grateful because that door opened up so many things. So I'm hoping that that's what this instructor was trying to do. But I was like, girl, you need a, uh, you need a different vocabulary. You need some word economy in there because, ugh, yuck, yuck, yuck. Sorry, my phone's going off. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a weird start to my week. So I was like, okay, we're going to turn this around, getting my workouts back in. Cause full disclosure, your girl's been slipping a little bit with the workouts. Like somebody texted me or DM'd me the other day. They were like, um, you still working out? I haven't seen much workout content. And I was like, yes, of course I am. Like it's part of my entire fabric of my being, but I haven't posted as much because I was training with a trainer for, I mean, I, well, not the same trainer, but two different trainers. And I was with them for like seven years. And just recently I get it, you know, the endorsement for that, the allowance for them to give it to me when they call trade ran out, you know? So I'm grateful as hell for those seven years, but now it's just me myself and I, but also not really because Marshall, my husband, who's a strength coach and some of you, we got this fam actually trained with him online. He writes my programs for me. And I think I have enough knowledge that I can do it myself now. I mean, that's one place that I don't have any, like, you know, I have all the confidence in the world in the gym. I go in there and I fucking take up space. It took me a long time to get there, but that was also like another change that had been a constant in my life for seven years. So like in the last nine months, lost my dream job, lost my dog and lost, you know, that mainstay of training with, you know, my trainer, the, you know, my, my latest one I was with, you know, when I was pregnant for four years now. So I don't know, it was a little bit of a setback, but that's the thing about fitness it's never like a means to an end. It's a means to the next goal. It's a means to switching it up and pivoting and prevailing, as I always say. So I went into the gym the other day and I was swinging the kettlebells because that was my OG favorite. Because I remember back in the day when I was afraid to swing that sucker because I was afraid I was going to let it go and smash a window or smash somebody's knee. I've only let one kettlebell go in my well, okay, two in my seven years of training. So I'm not doing so well and it didn't hurt anybody, thankfully enough. But I was looking around and I was like, I see that 70 pound kettlebell. And I haven't swung that one in a minute, like for not just one or two to see if I could do it, but as a finisher to a workout. And by finisher, I mean, you know, you're already tired. You've already done the hard work. And now this is a bit of cardio to kick your ass at the end. So I was like, I'm going to pick that fucking sucker up and I'm going to swing it. What was funny is to actually pick it up and move it away from the rack area to swing it. Like I look weird. I look like a Humpty Dumpty, like Humpty Dumpty, like bobbing back and forth, like I was putting it in between my legs as if it was a big set of balls and like hobbling it over. Yeah, I can lift it. Yeah, I can swing it, but moving it, it's a little bit more difficult. Um, and I saw some of the swinging hot dogs, as I like to say, looking at me like, what's this girl going to do with that? Well, that only lights fire up my ass. And so I started swinging it and I was like, yep, she back. So we're getting back on the swing of things in terms of that whole fitness train. But the only reason I wanted to say that to you is I wanted to let you know that like even somebody like me that you guys might think is like, you know, the fitness guru, which that's ridiculous. But you know, somebody called me a fitness expert when I was at boot camp a couple weeks ago and I was like, no, not an expert obsessed husband's the expert, you know, anyway, I'll receive that compliment. So yeah, that's where we are. So let's get on to the ask Riley's. I am going to do this one last week. I did one with an email 
But I think this time we're going to go back to our little OG method of just reading it off Instagram. Um, hold on. I got to pull it up and see what you guys got to say. Um, how come the radio station doesn't mention other local radio stations like your morning show and Elliot? I don't know. what. Hmm. I need I need a more clarification on that question. I don't know. Hmm. Um, how do I clean the wax off crystals after burning my candle? Ooh, I like that. So for those of you who don't know, House of W is my little passion project that is blowing up. Thanks to you guys, my We Got This fam. Um, so basically, you can do one of two things. When you burn the candle, and please burn it to the edges, friends, for the goodness sake. Like when I sell my candles, they're wood wood candles. They're all natural soy. So there's a couple of things you have to do to make it burn right. Will it burn if you don't do these things? Yes. If you don't do it, could the wick possibly not burn as well? Yes. So anyway, that's a whole nother rant for a whole nother podcast. But once they burn down to the bottom, you can pick them out of there. Just the wax, like I said, all natural coconut apricot soy. So it's not going to hurt you. It, you could actually rub it into your skin if you felt like it. Um, you just wipe them off with a soft cloth or a towel or a paper towel, and then you're good to go. Like you can put them in a little vial. I started selling those at my pop-ups and they seem to be a big hit. Um, some crystals, though, cannot be burned, not be burned, uh, not be put in water. Like in wax, they're fine, but for some, it's like an opal, like the opal actual gemstone. It'll hurt them, so I don't recommend water. There are some that you can do in water, like rose quartz is fine, amethyst is fine, but I don't know exactly what candle you bought, but just to be safe. Um, how do you put yourself on a budget? Ugh. So I've had to do that recently. I was... I'm always a person that have saved, thank God, because that also has helped me pay my mortgage in this time. Um, my mom was a banker for 30 years, so saving was always like ingrained in me. And it, uh, this is so sad, but up until I was about 28 years old, my mom would make me send her money to pay off my credit cards so that I would pay it on time every single month. And honestly, I was annoyed that she would do that for a while, but it's because of her that I had such a good credit and was able to like get a good APR in my house. So... The budget thing, like for our wedding, we wanted to have like certain like photography and it was expensive. So Paul Walk is amazing and worth every fucking penny though. Um, shout out to him. But we would, I saw this some method on TikTok that was like put $10 in a day, then 20, then 50. I was like, okay, that's too much for my ADHD ass. But I would do for like a year and a half, I put away $10. Anytime I would get a dollar bill or I would get, change or cash I put it away into this wedding fund into an envelope in the safe where like don't see it don't know it's there it's like play money off and never never land for a rainy day and we ended up saving like $2,300 over the course of a year just by putting those tiny little things away not that 10 or 20 bucks is tiny right now but you know what I mean um that's not exactly a budget but it's if you're saving for something big putting that cash away does actually help because for some reason whenever i have cash it like burns through my wallet like a, like i don't know like it's just got to jump out of my purse and buy something it's crazy um but budgeting for certain things i've had to do like what is the non-negotiable that i want to have for myself every single month as a form of you know, self-care or a form of a little thing for me. I didn't come this far to only come this far. So I'm going to get my nails done. Damn it. That's my thing. You know, I will put money away every time I sell a candle again, like the wedding thing, if it's $2 or $4 to pay for that. Like a lot of you guys are like 
saying, which is, I, I don't get why people are up in my DMs about my finances, but whatever. That's why we keep it real here on Really Riley. Well, how do you get all that stuff done? Like, a lot of the stuff you see, I am an, like, uh, a content creator for. So, i.e., it's trade. But that doesn't mean I don't believe in the product any more than I, you know, would say before. But don't be coming at me saying I'm spending too much money because I wouldn't do that to my family. But I also have to go through and realize what was worth it to spend money on and what's not. Because like, I used to be a Starbucks girl. I would morning radio getting up at 4 a.m. for 20 years. But I used to need that Starbucks like crack. Well, I had to cut that out. You'd be amazed at how much the money that is when you snip that. Three, four, five, six dollars a day. Think about that. Think about that. I forget where I got that from. Anyway, that and I had to stay away from like quick buy things. The shit at the register, that dollar stop in Target, even the Dollar Tree, which that's my jam. I had to stay away from that for a while. You know, I'm always a person that buys generic, so that helps in that regard. Never been a couponer, not that way. But in terms of buying like beauty products and things like that, um, I found, I, I won't be the coupon queen, but I found a lot of different ways to get deals. Like the CVS, I always thought, okay, CVS is so damn expensive when it comes to like going to Walmart or going to a grocery store to get your stuff. But if you get their deals and you download their CVS app, you can save a lot of money and check your damn coupons. Because every once in a again, you get like 40% off of a product that's cheaper than Amazon. I know that not a lot of this is actual like budgeting, but this is the way that I would, you know, I do it. You know, I never spend more than I make. Like I don't live outside of my means in that way. Like I was real nervous buying this house because I was like, oh shit, what if I ever get fired? Well, huh. But I knew that if I had to hustle and with what my husband makes it, we would be okay. We'd have to tighten, but we'd be all right. It's really about prioritizing in terms of budget. And like, I had to get rid of all like subscription services. I still miss, I miss that audible so much, but you know, those kinds of things you need to go through. Like my sister-in-law has a financial advisor that when he sweeped her stuff, I was like, dang, I need to go look at that because all of these subscription services that you may not even realize that you have, go look at them. Because I had one that I had to fight with customer service for like four days, but I ended up getting like $700 back because when I first came here, I rented a house and this boo-boo ass company sent me something that was like, oh, you have to buy this to insert your gutters and da, da 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 And I think I was like so frazzled and just in a really bad emotional state at the time that I like was like, okay, I'll sign up for it. It's only like, you know, two, $3 a month. Well, they never let, like they never released me from that. And first of all, I wasn't allowed to even sign up for that service for a home service because it's for home owners. And I've never owned that house. As a matter of fact, I haven't lived there in three years. And I found out like when I got on the phone with them and bitched them out a little bit because they kept trying to hang up on me. I was like, oh, no, no, I am not the one. I will like, I am like a damn Puerto Rican dog with a bone. I will call back. I will get corporate. I get on your ass. And I ended up getting like $750 back. Like that's how long they had been draining my bank account of two, three, four, five, six, seven dollars a month. So make sure you go look at that stuff. Um, what made you and Marshall decide to do marriage counseling? Oh, good question. Um, so I talked about that like randomly in the podcast yesterday or last or Monday. Um, like I said before, we are very much people that equate everything from fitness in the gym to like the way that we move and live in our life. 
If you want your muscles to be strong, you have to work them out. If you want your mind to be strong, you got to do therapy. Like I am also in, you know, my own set of therapy. Here's the thing. I didn't have a lot of health. No, I had no healthy relationships before Marshall. And I'm a person that deals with anxiety, depression, PTSD, whatever. You go along and along with the list. And Marshall has his own set of mental health things that he works out. Um, and we were together a very short time before we got engaged, six months. And then we, within the span of three years, had so much shit happen to us. We had a miscarriage, actually two, but that was in four years. We had, you know, Marshall's AVN surgery, which was life-changing. And that was really crazy to have him go through that from a mental state, have me be the caretaker and a single mom at the time. You know, six months into the relationship, I would do it six times over, but like you realize that stuff starts to chip away at you and your whole aura and your whole psyche for your marriage and your partner, like it, you always hurt the ones you love and the ones that are closest to you. So it's just like so much shit, especially this year with my dog dying and, you know, losing my job. And it's just the stress that it's put on him feeling like he's got to provide more financially, which then makes me, you know, it was just a whole ripple effect. And we started being shitty to each other. And listen, that's just real. Marriage sometimes has ebbs and flows. A lot of the times it does. And there was a lot of really fast, really big changes. And a lot of people can't weather those changes when you're married. You see a lot of these celebrities, not that I'm that, you know, they get married and everything's so wonderful. And then two years later, like, whoop, nope, uh, next, you know. And the honeymoon phase, when that ends, you have the choice to move with the waves or drown in them. And for us, because we're both people that believe in getting in there and checking out, you know, what you can do to make the muscle stronger before it stops, your heart muscle stops beating. You know, it wasn't that serious, but it was just, we went from having this attitude of, we got this, we are you know, so strong and da 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 to the point that we both weren't. And neither one of us had anything to pour into the other's cup. So we're like, we need a little help about like how to figure this out and how to deal with a lot of the old traumas that we uh, separately had from each other that were seeping into our relationship that we don't know how to deal with as husband and wife. You know, it's not like we were together for 10 years and knew the ins and outs. We were together for three barely before we got married. So I don't ever look at marriage counseling as a bad thing. I think everybody should do some form of therapy because it's just good for you. You know, it's good for your mind. It's good for your heart space. Like I want to be that with that man and be his wife until the day I die. Hopefully I go first because I don't ever want to see him. You know, I don't, ugh, ugh. nope, I can see that news. I, whatever. I don't ever want a world without him. So we decided that, yeah, if we're going to go to the gym to get a nice ass, we're going to go through marriage counseling to have a nice, healthy marriage. And I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Um, oh, just so that no question, just that you're awesome. Thank you for being you. Oh, love you girl. I love you too. Um, and not a question, but did you know pink will be here for music midtown September 15th to the 17th? Oh my God. I love you. And I hate you. Um, this is an OG, um, ATL. We got this fam. <sighs> music midtown is the best, best concert series ever. And pink's going to be in my town. Oh, I digress. I still have the pink memories, though. That was a freaking best night. Um, 
Will you be adding any workout fitness content for your We Got This Army? Um, I tried to sign up and got an error, so I'll try it again. Yes, I actually have already. The We Got This Army so far has already gotten a pseudo like meal plan for the week because my husband is a strength coach and I mirrored the plan that I used during my, you know, shed the baby weight into wedding mode situation. Now I didn't do exactly what I did because that would, you can't do it like that in a generic sense. It would be stupid. It would be, you know, it would be irresponsible to do that because everybody has different sizes, weights, needs, whatever. But I basically gave you sample ideas of what you could eat during the week that are healthy that a lot of people don't realize that I didn't even realize before Marshall introduced me to them, like certain breakfast foods that are healthier than others, like certain desserts that like, I was like, damn, that's, that, that's healthy for you. Okay. You know, and just different like food ideas and how easy it actually is once you get started to stay on track with diet, because with fitness, 70% of it's in the kitchen. So yes. And I am going to do coming up here soon. Now that I've got my Pivo, I had it since Christmas, but now I'm starting to use it. Um, I want to do a beginner's leg day. Because leg day was always the most intimidating one for me. So beginner friendly booty workout. So yes, I will be doing that. Um, when was a time you were a bad friend and how do you atone for your actions? Oof, atone, huh? Shame, shame. I just keep seeing that scene um, in Game of Thrones. You must atone, shame. Um, let's see. Probably the one that sticks out the most to me because she's my best friend in the entire universe. She was my matron of honor at my wedding. Um, she's my heartstone. She is the one that has seen me through thick, thin, up, down, ugly, pretty, a mess into it. That's, she's my everything as a friend. Um, this is so stupid, but I have a point. Like, this doesn't seem like the worst thing ever because as a friend, I'm actually pretty bomb. I will give me myself that. Like, I can be a mess all over the place. But as a friend, I feel like I'm a really good person because a lot of times my friends and now like you guys, my, we got this fam were my family when they weren't around when I was traveling all over the place in radio and the people around me were like my saviors in terms of friends. So that's a very, very big deal for me to call you a friend. Um, my friend Casey, we were working at this place called Krabby Bills. Those of you Florida fam know about it. It was one of the old, the OG ones. It's no longer there in St. Pete. Um, but for those of you who don't know, Krabby Bills is just like a really, it's like a maze maybe like, but less it's, it's a chain and way less. It's not as good as maze, but she was feeling sick and she wanted me to close down the close and like the shift for a server, like a, do the closing shift and clean up and be there basically the latest. And she really was not feeling well. And she never asked me for anything and my former stupid party girl ass was like, no, I can't. Like, it's dollar beer night at Green Iguana. <laughs> That's another blast from the past. Those of you in my OG Florida fam will get that one too. It was this like little beach bar or whatever that everybody would go to. And she knew exactly why, because my ex-boyfriend at the time was going to be there. And I wanted to be dressed up and prance around him and show him what he lost. Like, blech. like how pathetic, right? Um, screwing over my best friend who didn't feel well for that. And... Casey, my best friend, is one of the only ones in the world that can basically tell me about myself. And it's like, 
oh my God, I'm so sorry. You know, like she's, she, all she has to do is wave her little finger and be like, eh, and she let that, that's our thing. When she realizes I'm fucking life up in life, she'll be like, eh, nope, let's change this direction. And she didn't yell. She didn't scream. Cause that's not her. Um, she didn't talk to me for like a month and we worked together and that was just like, oh my God. Like, and when I talked to her about it, she basically told me about myself. She was like, you know what? Like you wanted to go and get drunk and parade yourself around a dude that just doesn't give a shit about you right now. That's like really beneath you. But what's more beneath you is for you to do that and not be there for your friend. And I love you, but I need some space. You know, she wasn't telling me to fuck off, but she was basically telling me like what what you did there was shitty. And I'm no stranger to saying that I used to be an asshole in a lot of ways. I mean, it's called growing and changing and becoming an adult and a woman and and realizing the shit you did was fucked up sometimes. Um, so I wrote her a letter like a couple weeks later. I don't remember exactly what I wrote in that letter, but I basically apologized to her and like owned up to the fact that it was fucked up that I did that. She still has that letter. I think that's really funny and telling to how much like she is my best friend in the whole world and like has seen me through all of these weird stages in life. It got a lot worse than that, but you know, like I said, as a friend, I'm always, I'm always there for people. And even if you do me wrong, it's really hard for me to X you out of my life, which is telling for certain cowboys and such. Um, but yeah, that was probably the one moment that I did that something shitty or wasn't great to a friend and it clicked with me. It stayed with me. Um, so yeah, that's such a crazy memory. Um, what are you manifesting for your 42nd year? I'll be 41 in September trying to decide mine. Happy early birthday, my fellow Virgo. Oh my God. I can't believe 42 is here. I'm not worried about the number. You know, like I said, when I turned 40 that I was just like, I'm good with life. Um, is it a little bit different of a circumstance? Yes. But in manifestation, like I know what I want and what I'm looking for. Um, what am I manifesting for my 42nd year? I am manifesting. I was going to say a lot of things about the candles and the podcast, but I'm manifesting peace and contentment. I know that sounds like, okay, put the pageant crown on my head. How, how like, oh, can't, how cute are you? No, but really, because for this last year, I feel like I've been just grasping and grabbing and chasing and building and dying and crying and screaming and happy and all over the place. And I just want a little bit of peace. That doesn't mean that I am going to lose my drive or my edge because that's just not within my DNA to be that way, like to just let go of all my dreams and goals because I know this is the most successful decade of my life that's coming up. I know it. It's going to be the thing that's going to set my family forever, mostly thanks to you guys. But in my mind, it's been a damn dustbin in there. It's been healing from a lot of the trauma of the last year. It's been wading through a lot of these challenges that are every day, day to day. And I just want to be able to sit in peace a little bit. I want to be, I'm not going to say hopeful because I've never lost that, but just peace. I want to be peaceful. So yeah. Um, what is your favorite crystal? Oof. That's like a picking a favorite shoe, damn it. Um, <laughs> obviously rose quartz because that's the one that I manifested my husband with. But hmm, 
obviously I'm a big one with amethyst too, because of the fact that that's my son's birthstone. It's very calming. I really, mm-hmm. Labradite, the gray Labradite, not the black Labradite. I put that one in a lot of my karma candles. Love that one. Um, strawberry quartz. That's another one because it's like a subsidiary or like a cousin of rose quartz, but it's like a more uh, mauve color than pink. Let's see. Amazonite's always been one of my favorites because it's a calming stone like the water. Clear quartz. Sounds basic as hell, but I really do love it because it's just like, I call that one the Red Bull of all the crystals. Man, you put me on the spot with the crystal crystal. I can't pick just one. Um, let's see. You know what's weird? Jade. I've been gravitating toward, gravitating, gravitating towards jade lately. I found a crystal called jadeolite that it's like a jade, but it's like jadeolite light. I like the stones that have some of the same properties as the ones that are just like, oh, uh, like carnelian and red jasper and the ones that are very forceful crystals, but the ones that have that oomph, like it's, I, I always say these are the types of crystals that are for the warrior that's wounded that, yeah, we know you're a badass, but you might need a hug. Jadeolite's kind of like that. Labradite's kind of like that to help you see who you are and see clearly into yourself and stand up after you got knocked out and do it like a badass. But also, you know, I don't like being yelled at. So <laughs> I don't like crystals to yell at me. Um, what's on the horizon? Well, I don't know. But the most beautiful part about that is I don't have to. For the last year and a half, I tried so hard to control what was happening in my life, even though I had absolutely no chance of doing that. It was already out of my grip. There was no changing it. I did everything I could, include giving up my dignity to do it. And I don't have to do that now. Why? Because I know the universe has got me. I'm not scared. I'm hopeful. I'm excited. So lots more pop-ups coming up. I hope you guys will be at Essex Day, September 16th. And if you guys don't have the info or the address on that, please make sure you DM me at Riley Couture. Um, I do want to get a manifestation seminar in here again soon, um, but that might have to wait until the beginning of the year like I did last year, which I kind of like because it's after all the hustle and bustle of the holidays where you can really hone in of like, what do I want for myself this year? Because 23 is year my year to be Jordan. We still got some time. What is 24 going to be? I don't know. I think that's really dope. But, you know, I'm hoping to get back into radio at some point, but not in the way that I was before. Or maybe there might be some things around the bend with that. Going to manifest those. Just a lot of big things and sitting in that for a minute. That's, that's what's on the horizon. And speaking of, I can't wait for Friday. So I am interviewing my first ever artist on this here podcast. And I am just beaming with how excited I am about everything her message is. Her name is Chloe Caroline. She's a California girl. She sings about the universe. But not only that, she's like a Avril Lavigne meets pink meets, oh my God, I can't even put her into a category. She's just so great. Her voice is very light, but yet it's meaningful. Like she's got all these things going on. Her latest single is um, one called Boyish. It's out now everywhere on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, everywhere. 
videos on Vivo. Like she has this one song, Saving Space. It literally is like my life story. I'm so excited. So I chat with her about manifestation, how she also manifested the love of her life. Oh my God. And how she's just got these big collabs with jewelry companies, all this stuff going on. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. And for those of you guys that asked about the We Got This fam memberships, I have a Riley Randoms that I did with her. So this was a bit that I did years ago in Atlanta with Ed Sheeran that went viral because I asked him to pick a booty between Beyonce or Iggy Azalea. And I asked him why. He said Beyonce. And he said, because she controls all women. Everybody got it. You know, TMZ got it. Like, E! Online got it. It was like a really big thing. So I was like, why not bring that back? And it's like a fun part of the interview where I will ask the artist or whoever something random and they have to say the first thing that comes to mind. And one of these questions, I was like praying she would answer this way and she did. I'm like, yes, girl. So the We Got This Army, those that have subscribed to the Really Riley podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you. They're going to get that clip. And a couple other things that she said that she's like, I don't usually tell this part of the story. And I'm like, oop. Yes. So if you have not signed up yet, really rally podcast at gmail.com. Um, the text line is, or no, no, sorry, that's the email. If you have anything else you want to send me and ask Riley a show me the ring, a small business spotlight text line is 410-604-8895. And if you want to sign up for the, we got this army really rally podcast.com. There's a few little new merch items up there. I have some new ones in the pocket for fall. This hoodie. Woo dying over it. Um, I'm also going to bring those out to the Essex Day um, pop-up. So very excited for all the things happening. And I love you guys for listening. So make sure you're tuning in on Friday for that Chloe Caroline interview because it's phenomenal. Um, Yeah. I hope you guys have a really great day and I will talk to you on Friday.